the recognized symbol of excellence and brotherly entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present The Brothers in Cave Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are back with the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I am one of your aforementioned brothers in Kayfabe, El Gigante himself, the kingpin of Trip, Kinzer Keel. And to my right, in the sound, the StreamYard studio is... Mr. Rasslin, Landon Bumgarner, as always, is my great honor, my great privilege, and my great joy to be here live on the Brothers in Cafe podcast. It has been a couple of weeks, but life has been very busy for the both of us. We've both had some big life changes. I've been on the road a lot. Uh, you guys had a humongous life change, which we'll get into a little bit. But regardless of if life is busy, if life is good, if life is bad, the brothers will always find a way to return, and we are here. We are back. Our schedules are clear for the foreseeable future. Fingers crossed, no big, scary life changes. But we're back. We haven't been anywhere. I'm not, I'm not changing anything for a while. A like we're yeah. done with changes. Yeah. Like Mick Foley's formal attire. We're not changing. Man, it, it's been so great. You know, I, I feel bad because we haven't been putting out content, but you know, here we are pinkies out, you know, for the working man. Um, speaking of the working man. Oh, that, that was horrible. <laughs> that was so anti Um, it's like, uh, the end of the exploding barbed wire death match. I was, we were expecting Three, stone cold two, and one. We, I was expecting Stone Cold, and we got Cold Stone instead. We got Cold um, Stone. Cold Stone. Cold Stone. Cold Stone. You know, I felt bad because we weren't putting out content, but I, I literally, I was telling Landon today, um, we've been unpacking. Uh, we moved to, we bought a house, <laughs> in case y'all didn't know. We bought a house, me and my wife and uh, my my uh, daughter now live in a house in Surrey Hills, uh, Oklahoma, which is just north of um, Yukon, technically Yukon, but it's Surrey Hills because it sounds better. Um, but I literally just found my microphone today. So we were going to record with or without this microphone. I have a backup microphone, but it's not as good. And uh, but. I'm finally set up. I, I didn't even get my desktop out of a box until last week. Um, so we're finally all set up and ready to go. And Landon, can I just say it, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back recording this podcast with you again. 
It is. We we are back in the swing of things. You know, routines are good. It, it's fun to change things up at time, but there's nothing like good structure and routine. Uh, I mean, my wife and I, we moved three months ago, four months ago, maybe. Yeah. And like we are still looking for stuff that we packed up. In fact, I have a piece of equipment. Here you go. I got a piece <laughs> of equipment that I used to uh, convert uh, home videos to uh, digital. Could not find it. I checked exactly everywhere that I could have possibly put it. Could not find it. So reluctantly bought a new one. And then the next day I rechecked those spots that I checked probably four or five times each. And it was just sitting there like somebody had hidden it and then gone and put it right on top. But, you know, life change is hard, but we we're here. We're back. <clears throat> we're still chugging along with season six. Uh, before we went on air, we're just talking about some possibilities of some fun stuff. Uh, you know, our our brand as brothers in kayfabe, but also beginning to expand our individual brands. And let's just say with our sister podcast, or as I like to say, our brother podcast, there are some talks in the works as we have renewed our contract for another calendar year. Yep, Negotiations went smooth and went well. We got the ball rolling, so we are back, at least for another year. But just kidding, we'll be here longer than that, too. So, yeah. We appreciate you guys being patient with us. Uh, we don't like taking breaks, but there's just some Wait, time what, necessary. What was that word that you just said? You said, but something? But, but. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> Our own Logan Knight. Thank you, Logan, for saying yeah. Oh, I just Shout realized out. I had the sound yeah. turned down on that. Yeah. Hey, I hear it. I love it. Book my man, Triple H. What are you doing? No one wants to watch NXT on the main roster. Nobody uh, wants to see Damian Priest with the money in the bank. I'm just kidding. I I, I really like that choice because man, it's making, but, uh, making things crazy for Judgment Day, but I know, but Go honestly, ahead. it should be Ricochet or Escobar that are holding it, but I digress. But I digress. Um, so there's a reason why the smallest guys on the roster should actually be beating all the biggest guys on the roster. Uh, and that is because they are better than those guys, and they have more drawing power as the smaller guy. Brian, what do you what do you think, Brian? This is why Dave Meltzer. No, I'm I'm not gonna go any further. I, I don't Dave. I don't want I legal Dave. implications. I have no problems with Dave, but you know he is set in his way that he thinks that everyone should look like, uh, you know, uh, the young bucks and be over. And that's not the case in wrestling. There's wrestling for everybody. There's wrestling for big men, small men, big girls, small girls. It's all over the place. And, you know, if Dave would I, just admit that he was a little biased and had preferences, the world would be peaceful and awesome. Yeah, for sure. Instead of for sure. He uh, well, I, I showed you uh, he got in the argument with Lance Storm the other day. Uh, talking about how 
Mike Tyson and Donald Trump were the highest draws in out of any wrestler in history. And I Lane mean, Storm was like, uh, no, those are your highest drawing celebrity attractions, but those aren't wrestlers. And <clears throat> Dave spent three hours arguing and defending his point. And then it was like, so if you believe that Trump and Tyson and, you know, all these other celebrity one-off appearances aren't the highest paid wrestlers of all time, and the highest drawing wrestlers of all time, then I guess Bruno San Martino was worthless. It's like, all right. That's a it's one way to take that conversation the complete opposite way. I I saw the conversation. Number one, um Meltzer talking about who has the greatest matches, like doesn't matter whoever has the greatest matches that's great and i will go back and i will rewatch those matches but they are not necessarily the people that are going to draw the best money uh did stone cold ever have a five-star match probably technically no yeah According i mean by, the, by the ratings system did he ever have a five-star match probably not nope um i you know i now i've got to google it because i gotta know Stone Cold five star matches. Let's see. Um, so, you know, there's here's here's a list. Uh, let's sort it by promotion. Um, according to this list, and I, this is Dave Meltzer's ratings. So, um, if if he had one, it would have been in WCW. According okay. to Meltzer. So, but- he did like have it. some in, in he did have some under the dangerous alliance uh but there is one stone cold match that has a um has a five star rating there's one i'll let you take it you guess what it is it's not it's it's not in 1998 i'll tell you that is it austin versus brad at Survivor Series? No. Or at Mania. Austin versus Brett at Mania 13. I could see so that. So I'll give that. I'll give that. It's a great yeah. match. Yeah. But, I, I agree. But <clears throat> did Stone Cold give a flying F about uh, his five-star ratings? No. Yep. Because he drew money. Yeah. He proved that you could come out in black boots, black trunks, black trunks. bald Nothing, nothing fancy about him and draw more than everyone with matching gear. Everybody who'd practice their routines. Can we, can we say that stone cold is probably one of the, probably the most popular wrestler in WWF WWE history besides maybe John Cena. I, I like, I genuinely think, It goes Hogan, Rock, because of Hollywood, Austin. But I I think Austin and Cena, and now Roman's starting to get up there. Financially, Roman's getting up there, drawing power. Um, Roman may be the highest drawing, box office drawing of all time, but I would need to see adjusted for inflation numbers on everybody Yes. I, That's I the totally only agree. difference. 
because Roman has and and we're just getting right into it, guys. Like we're just going to talk about what we want to talk. Um, talk about. Keep in mind, Jake. It is 2023. The numbers for June were released. Roman, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and LA Knight were the three top merch sellers for 2020 or for June 2023. Or maybe it was Cody was three and LA Knight was four. Uh, But regardless, Stone Cold is number two in June 2023. As your second highest merch seller. Think about everyone that is like 10 years older than me to around uh, a couple years older than you, who is probably the most nostalgic wrestler for that time period to those people. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. The The Rock was right there close. Yeah. But I think The Rock could have been bigger than Stone Cold if he had stuck around longer. Yeah. And what's crazy is we're talking about what six years, maybe. Yeah. And you, you have to keep in mind that it was the time in wrestling that there were the most eyeballs on the product that there's ever been. 100%. And that's 100%. with limited one one thing we have to understand that's still with limited distribution. Like that's not taking in India. Right. That's getting a little bit of the UK. That's getting a little bit of other countries. Like that shows you how much specifically US culture was, but and UK culture was that they were drawing numbers that high every single week. And I understand that the measurement, but like I could only like those were numbers they were getting without social media, without TikTok, without YouTube, without Instagram. You know, without getting to watch the highlights, like you had to tune in to watch it or you didn't see it. And it's Uh, just mind blowing that Austin is still money wise, still doing that 23 years later. He's had one match in 20 years and he's still selling merch. Right. Uh, You know, he's been he's been retired since 2004. 2003 2003 okay so i'm looking it up i i want to know i want to know who's drawn the most money and i can't quite get actual dollar figures which uh would be really nice to see you know how much money were were stone cold shows making uh you know all of that um (laughs) there's uh there's a a, a thing here that says the Mount Rushmore, and this was in in April this year. Uh, the Mount Rushmore of top money drawing talent in WWE history: Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, and The Undertaker. I believe it. Hard to hard to fight with that. I yeah. think you put the fifth name on there, and you put Roman Reigns on there. Yeah. Um. You know. Until. I love Will Ospreay. I love Kenny Omega. I love all of them until they put the money out there. There is not a conversation for goat status for these guys. Yeah. And that's, that's not talking about strictly work. If we're talking about strictly work, that's different. Yeah. Different conversation. But you know, it's, 
it is we're talking about the money drawn and i know will osprey is not in wwe i understand that sorry my light's fading here um oh, you're good it's one of WWE. those things go ahead go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say you know the the mount rushmore conversation it's so subjective but people always want to lean very one-sided like it's you know you say okay mount rushmore overall who's the greatest professional wrestling talent of all time you know most when you think of the biggest names, the the biggest impact on the business, who it is, and you'll have people that they either want to look at it strictly as financial, strictly as titles, strictly as you know work rate, promos, all that kind of stuff. You can't. You can't. Now you can say, hey, who do you think was the best in ring talent? You know who who had the best quality of matches from you know an athletic and technical standpoint. You could have those yeah. like no disrespect to Ricky. Start talking about Kenny Omega. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Like no disrespect to Ricky Steamboat. Great. You know, everyone talks about Flair Steamboat. Everyone talks about Savage Steamboat. Those are incredible matches to watch. Ricky Steamboat was never number one merch seller, right? He never he never sold out the buildings that yeah. Hulk Hogan was selling out. Yeah, like that's, that's people, no disrespect to him, but it's apples and oranges. People didn't give, people did not go to WrestleMania 3 to see Savage Steamboat. Right. Savage Steamboat is the best match out of that show. 100%. There's not a better match on that show than, than Savage Steamboat. But people went there to see Hulk Hogan and Andre. Yeah. Like it's, you, there's a reason you look whenever they show like the WrestleMania highlights. No, let's not even talk about WrestleMania highlights. There's a reason when you watch the WWE opening video, whether it, you know it's the historic one from the last 20 years or if it's the then now forever. And what WrestleMania clip do you see in there? You see Hogan, Andre staring each other down. You see, you see one of one of two. It's Hogan Andre staring down, or Hogan body slamming Andre. Exactly, and you know, you watch that match back. Back Andre's in horrible shape. He's just leaning on the ropes ninety five percent of the match, having to pull himself up on the ropes. Not a five star match, but it's a moment. But is it one? but is it one that I can go back and watch over and over and over and over and still enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, we all know Hogan could go. We all know we've seen him in Japan. He could go. We all know Andre was an incredible, you know, talent that was he a great worker? No, but he could put on a match. Yeah. But the box office is what, at the end of the day matters. And I love AW and they're getting there. We're not going to see AW really flourish until especially in 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 box office numbers for another 6 7 years maybe. Yeah. I'd say once they hit that decade mark, they're really going to start, you know, okay, this is what's working, this isn't what's working. But, you know, we're starting to see them turn that box office number, 
you know, Wembley is going crazy. I would love to see what they're, what they're doing elsewhere. Um, but for some reason I haven't seen a whole lot of that. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. And we but, haven't seen, we haven't seen the match guard and we haven't seen much about it. Like, right. It's one of those things like a oh, cool, you fill the stadium, but that was a boring show or it could be, Hey, you fill the stadium. It's one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. Like, it was a WrestleMania level event with, uh, with um, Wrestle Kingdom level matches. Yeah, you know, like, like and that, it, that's what they have in store here that they can do. Yeah, like I love that you um, brought up box office, Jake, because it's, you know, to look at summer blockbusters. Like, there's a reason Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible are blowing up like crazy. And the newest A24 film, like there's crickets. Like the the average person, you know, is although Indiana Jones is not doing very well, but no, but no, no movies are doing well technically. But it's one of those things to where it's like there's a reason the casuals are gonna go. And I know people are like it's taboo to talk about casual wrestling fans. There's a reason you can go to work the next day and people are talking about Indiana Jones or Mission Impossible and they're not going to talk about the new indie art film. You know, it, it, it's the same way that like I to, you know, to boost AEW when CM Punk came back, I had a friend from high school text me um, and he was like, when did CM Punk come back to wrestling? And I said, tonight. And he said, I'm seeing stuff all over Instagram and Twitter about it. Does not care about wrestling. He would tolerate wrestling when he was around me. Yeah. Would would not harm him if he went without wrestling his entire life. There's no way on earth he's heard of, you know, Will Ospreay and Ricochet's, yeah. you know, Super Sentai routine. You know, it, 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 it's just one of those things. It's subjective and that's okay. Um, I don't know why everyone gets so defensive about it. Like, I think there's some clear financial markers and rating markers that you can use. Um, but like we say it all the time, like find what you like and enjoy it. Like I, like I love Bret Hart. I love the way that Bret Hart sells a punch to the jaw. I love the way he sells being Irish whipped into the turnbuckle. But then in the same vein, like I also think psychology wise, like Irish whips don't make sense unless you're a Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley size. Yeah, I love watching, you know, Brett versus Stone Cold. I love watching some of Brett's 97 stuff. But I also like watching, you know, triple threat cruiserweight ladder matches from WCW 2000. I love watching Hulk Hogan spend an entire episode of nitro covered in blood chasing billy kidman around the building for no reason like like wrestling is subjective wrestling is great and that's what you know there's stuff that holds up and there's stuff that doesn't and that's okay fine find what you like and like what you like like this man right here on my microphone is very controversial in the sense that there are people who, you know, believe he's a pioneer. There's people who believe he's the exact opposite. There's people who think he's the biggest contracting flop of all time in both major companies. 
and then there's people like me who it's like I enjoy everything he puts out because I'm a I'm a fan of the person behind the singlet. He makes me laugh. His matches are entertaining. When he when he wants to get serious, he can get serious. You know, it's the same. You know, we're we're talking the other day, Jake, about you know, there's people who absolutely hated Zack Ryder in WWE, but they love him on the Indies now. And there's flip flop. There's people who loved him in WWE, and then he's on the Indies. And they hate it because it's not their cup of tea. That's that's okay. You don't have to like everything in wrestling, you know. Just because there's 30 hours of live wrestling every single week does not mean you have to watch all 30 hours. Like I I never watch live wrestling unless it's a pay-per-view. And guess what? My life is great. I still watch wrestling a lot and I enjoy it, even though I'm not consuming every every new piece. Like, to be honest, Jake. For a while, Dynamite and Rampage are not my cup of tea. It just does. There may be a few moments, like literally minutes out of the two hours that hold my attention. And then there's collision. And I like I love it. Inject it into my veins. It's. It's straight up my alley. Can we straight up just talk about how good collision has been? It is. I like if that could be what AEW was the whole time. I think, and I think you see that box office skyrocket. I think you do, and and I want, I want to hate CM Punk. I do, I really do, but you just can't. Like, I don't understand what the pull this guy has on me. But he's, I, he's I, polarizing. He's he's a terrible scumbag, garbage piece of human existence but you cannot deny how good he is in the ring how good he is on the mic how polarizing he is like the fact that he was hugging crispin while son on live tv when everyone's (laughs) been terrified to to do that now tony if you're listening do the crispin wall uh memorial cup tournament i dare you hey you know know, it rewrite rewrite history and be like oh no he's Chris Benoit was a good guy. He's a great guy. No, I'm kidding. Don't don't do any of don't that. Do that. Don't, can- don't do that. Don't cancel brothers and kayfabe. But I mean that as much as I cannot stand Punk, and this is someone who like I enjoyed him at ROH. Like I remember watching his WWE debut live and being behind that guy. Like I was there when he cashed in Money in the Bank on Edge and won the world title. Like I. I've been a pretty big vocal CM Punk uh, supporter my whole career. And over the last two years, it, we just realized how bitter and terrible he is as a human being. But that doesn't take away from his ability on the mic for controversy. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, you don't, I, you, you don't want to support scumbags, but also like, there's a lot of actors in Hollywood that you're going to pay movies to go see their movie because they're so good as a character, despite how terrible of a human being they are off screen. Like it's and and that's a professional. And I love, I love the fact that they acknowledge that. Is it David Benoit? Benoit? Yeah. That David was there. He was shown on TV and they weren't afraid to be like, yeah, this guy's here. Like, 
you know, if he had shown up to a WWE event, they would have went through. They yeah. probably would have moved him to where he couldn't even be near the the picture. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, and I. Listen, there's no bigger scumbag on the face of the earth than than Chris Benoit. But that doesn't mean his son has to to endure yeah. all of all of to be punished for it. Doesn't have to hold that cross. Yeah. So, you know, and Jericho has gone on the record for saying if he was ever interested in becoming a wrestler that Jericho would personally train him. Which who better to train you than a guy like Chris Jericho? Yeah, like that. Personally, I know people are like, no, there, you can't even have the Benoit name mentioned. Like, have it like it's wrestling. Use the kayfabe name. Let him be David Jericho or something that he like he picked up. Let him be. Let him be David Benoit. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's you can't him being him being a Benoit does not make him a murderer. Yeah. Like he 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 did not do what his dad did, right? He did not advocate for it. He did not be a part of it in any way, shape, or form. He was not living with him when it happened. Like, right? Don't like you can't like uh, don't. How, how do I want to word this? Don't let like don't let the darkness win. Like right. you have the opportunity to rewrite history. Allow there to be. Uh, redemption of this name and to create a new legacy yeah would david benoit ever go to wwe no and that's okay he doesn't have to there's AEW now there's new japan right like let him let him go to new japan and wrestle as the new pegasus kid like you there's so much you could there you go put put a mask on him and he's pegasus kid there you go he's both honoring the the legacy of his father's work while also straying away from the Benoit name. There you go. Yeah. Like it because I hate I hate Chris Benoit. I hate him. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he that his accomplishments in wrestling just need to disappear. Yeah. Um like it, it's it's one of those things like it's genuine like it's literally tragic what happened because you have accolades and stuff that are tarnished and they're they're forever etched with him doesn't mean they did not happen right there are moments that need to be celebrated yeah and wwe is afraid to because chris benoit was there yeah and you don't get to celebrate eddie and chris benoit standing in the ring after they both main co-main evented wrestlemania winning the world titles right both because one of those guys a mountain that was not allowed for them yeah and it, it's one of those things to where like they part of eddie's legacy is tarnished because of benoit right like there there are moments in people's careers that cannot be recognized because of it like uh this weekend was the anniversary of or this past week was the anniversary of punk with supposed to face benoit for the ECW title that weekend that everything yeah. went down. You you can't talk about that match existing. You can't talk about how there was the chance for as crappy as WWE's version of ECW was. There was a glimmer of hope that Benoit could elevate it by being their world champion. 
mm-hmm. obviously that never happened and that's all you know tarnished and what if but you know uh, the, all this to say you know there's there all, are moments all, we can go beyond all this to say too that like you know getting back on subject where we were um how great you know is collision like let's just talk about it it's collision like, is it's it's like tony khan's not there yeah and i don't know if that's been the creative problem is that it may be like, like tony tony has not been shy about the kind of wrestling he likes right the the style and that's and, fine yeah but they're he's allowed it, to like what he likes yeah, absolutely. It's his it's his money, it's his dad's money, it's his family's money. Like they're they're the one putting the money forward. So out absolutely do what you want. But as a consumer, like collision to me has felt like can't miss TV. I agree. Like it's the pacing is better. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like every match is a spot fest. Like, that's not to say there's not quality matches. And there's been some long matches, but the pacing has been like great. We have actual producers backstage calling the yeah. shots. And it's no offense to the Young Bucks. I love the Young Bucks, but it's not the Young Bucks in the back going, okay, this is what we're going to do. And y'all can just suck it up. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things like, you know, it it feels fresh. It feels like there's purpose in watching it instead of, you know, well, I'm going to watch it and maybe there'll be, you know, three to five minutes of the whole show that I was like, man, I'm super glad I tuned in to that instead of watching it on my phone. Right. You know, like the. I I did not care about the Owen Hart Cup at all this year just because it felt very stale. But then you you get to Punk and Ricky Starks, and it's like, all right, this is good. You Punk versus Joe, all right, this is good. Like, there's there's just some stuff to where it's just good. Like, uh, like show layout feels better. Yeah, and I know it's not been on Collision, um, but can we talk about how great Adam Cole and MJF are together? Yeah. MJF is out here proving right now that he could be a babyface. Yeah, like he is showing his range. And it's real smart because we're getting to the last six months of his contract. And he hasn't changed his character at all. Mm-mm. It's the exact same character. So, like, it's just wild to, to think about. Because it, there's nothing different. And and I love it. I loved everything about um about their pairing. I honestly, I honestly hope it keeps on going. Yeah. We know it's not. We know it's gonna lead into an AEW title match. And but I I love it. Yeah, it, it's adding depth to their feud. Cause we've we've already seen him wrestle. Right. Like, it's one of those things, like, you look at 
just the the difference, not just in entertainment, but in audience retention. If instead of these segments, instead of having them tag team and all these kind of things, you know, the backstage promos, the playing AEW fight forever together, instead <laughs> of having love. all these things, the, what if what if they're having a twenty minute match against each other every week instead? Does not. I'm sure there'd be cool moments. I'm sure between the two of them, they would come up with some some fun gifable moments. But it's it's not. It, the same. It, it wouldn't draw you in as much. It wouldn't get you. To actually, the point. have a build here. Yeah, to the point to where it's like, man, like I kind of wish the main event at Wembley would be MJF versus Adam Cole. I agree. I think that would be a great main event too. Like it'd be get to the point to where you care about it and said, well, this is like their, this is their fifth 20 minute match. Uh, You know, last time they both kicked out of super kicks and power bombs. So maybe this time they'll kick out of Canadian destroyers and, you know, right. Tombstones or something like it's just one of those things to where, it's not that those matches would have been bad, but is it going to build? You know, think of Jake. Think about Star Wars. Like you and I both love Star Wars. Like I want to, I want to watch Jedi fights all the time. But how impactful are the jet, like the lightsaber duels that we see in the movies, because they were spread out and there was stuff leading up to them, versus. If you watch the Clone Wars TV show, which if you guys like Star Wars and have it, I highly recommend it. You know, there's lightsaber duels in every episode. And there's not really any that stand out except for maybe one or two. Right. Like, that's not that I didn't enjoy them. I was like, oh, sick. That was cool. But it's just like, man, like it, you know, it, it built to it. You you had you had the the climax in the duel. And it was either a clean cut resolve to where it was satisfying. It's like, okay, that was worth the ride. Or it's like, all right, I have no idea what they're going to do next, but I got to know. And just, you know, using that as a frame of reference, think of the reception to the prequels. And remember how much lightsaber dueling there was in those. Yeah. We all love those lightsaber duels, but the rest of the movies didn't gain anything from it. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's what we remember about those movies Mm. that and some really bad line delivery. Yeah. Um, So, you know, this is, this is where they're at right now. So, you know, it, you can bring this over to AEW and say, this is some things that they're doing wrong. This is some things that they could do right. So, you know, they've got an opportunity to fix things and it not be people not make fun of what's happening. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see where collision takes it. Supposedly, supposedly the ratings are not that good or not the ratings. Uh, The ratings, the ratings aren't good. We know that Saturday night's a hard night to compete. The ratings are not good. Um, But we do know that um, 
the show is good. And yeah, we're also in that era where do ratings really matter because W the WB is happy with it. Yeah. Social media has been great for it. Yeah. It's the whole thing where WWE has had some of the lowest ratings ever the last five years, but they've also had the highest gross like that this month was the highest grossing SmackDown and raw. Right. Ever. Like how, how are they having record breaking profits? And at the end of the day, that's, that's all sponsors care about and higher ups care about. I think this is an opportunity for AEW to expanded the wrestling market with their collision because everyone went to AEW because that's pro wrestling. That's where we get to see work rate. And they've capitalized on that. They have that market. I don't think there's any argue for it. Right. Now, could they step into the more broader entertainment category and dominate that as well? I don't think that's a problem. Like, I think, I think that's a great idea to show like, Hey, we could, we can do it all. If they could, then they're going to, they're going to be right up there with WWE. Yeah. Because people, yes, people want to see a great match and that's fine, but people are not watching wrestling just for the match. There's got to be a story here or what are we doing? You know? Um, like there's a reason the t-shirts you buy of wrestlers are either inside jokes or catchphrases. Like I'm not I'm not gonna go buy a Will Ospreay, you know, 450 splash t-shirt. I'm gonna buy one with a catchphrase or his nickname on it, right? Right. You know, I don't want a you know, a LA Knight Snapmare t-shirt. <laughs> Shout out to Logan Knight. I want a I want a LA Knight shirt that says yeah in really big letters. Speaking of which, I I found a bootleg uh LA Knight shirt. Yeah. I don't know if I've sent it to you, but it's it it's all bootleg city. It's great. Um, but it's the first thing you read on it. Yeah. 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 Yo, think it Stone Cold. You know? What? You want an Austin 316 t-shirt or do you want Stone Cold showing you that he really knows how to work a wrist lock? I want a Stone Cold 3. I want a, a an Austin 316 shirt personally. You want a you want an NWO t-shirt? Or, or do you want a leg drop t-shirt? t-shirt? I mean a leg drop t-shirt would be pretty cool if we're being honest. A picture of Hogan dropping the leg would be a great t-shirt, but it's not the iconic t-shirt. Yeah. You know, I was just talking about the other day, and this is just going back to the icon talk. How great would a LA night shirt be where it's just the what shirt, but it says, yeah, with a giant exclamation point and has an LA night, you know, maybe LA is the, is the bottom of the, um, uh exclamation point i would love that yeah. shirt it, but here, here's another example i love el generico he's known for his work rate guess what both of my el generico t-shirts are referencing his orphanage 
There's nothing yeah. about his PWG matches on there. There's nothing about his Ring of Honor matches on there. It's literally like him with stick figures of orphans holding hands around a globe. Like that's that's right. the stuff that I love. That's the stuff I'm willing to spend money on. And it's just one of the you know we could say it a million times. Wrestling is subjective, and the <laughs> nice thing about that is there's wrestling for everybody. Shout out to our good brothers for helping sponsor the podcast wide world Develop, and spanning the globe. accidentally pressed stop cam whenever I was trying to uh, uh, mute myself. So y'all didn't hear me sneezing, which it's also like in the, the same vein, uh, you know, Marvel, like there's so much Marvel content. Some of it's good. Some of it's great. Some of it's really bad. You don't have to watch everything there. You know, the uh, the Russo brothers are not holding, and Mr. Kevin are not holding guns to our head, threatening to pull the trigger if we don't consume everything. It's like, hey, you know what? This is controversial. If I want to go watch the Ben Affleck Daredevil, I'm going to watch the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Right. You know, if I want to watch all the Disney Plus shows, I'm going to watch them. Or if I don't want to do any of that and I just want to stick to comics, that's okay. Like, they're... There's no rule that says you have to do this. Like, if you want to just watch wrestling because, you know, Doink the Clown makes you laugh, watch (laughs) Doink the Clown. So, you know, there's been a lot that has happened since we've, we've talked last. And the rise of L.A. Knight has really, really hit the forefront in the last month. Yeah, uh, we Just personally not been, getting TV time. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild how over the kid is, you know, the kid, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's wild how over he is, and it's wild to think the WWE saw nothing but a manager out of the guy, and yeah. he's organically become a top tier baby face. Like he is one of the only people to come out of a program with Bray Wyatt in the past three years and survive. Yeah. Like as much as you and I popped for the Mountain Dew pitch black match or whatever, it was silly and fun and, and we enjoyed it. Like, Bray's career is lower than it's ever been, and LA Knight came out of that stronger. Yeah. But then you have the frustrating side of Triple H saying that, you know, hey, we're we're taking things slow. Like, don't give up on LA Knight yet. Like, there's still more to the story. And it's like, okay. Because, you know, he had a good performance at Money in the Bank, and then he's off TV. But don't worry, well, we'll we'll bring we'll bring him out after the show goes off air. So he can cut a two-minute promo, and then we'll take him away again. Well, you know, they have organically turned him babyface. Um, as of SmackDown, uh, it looks like he's going after the U.S. title, which I, I'm fine with. Let's let's yeah. get him a title run. Finish the story. Let's get him. Let's get him a belt. Let's get him. Let's get him a a title that he can start defending and be on TV, and then really show what he's all about. 
Um, and the U.S. title is a great spot for that. Uh, Austin Theory's getting a little dull. He's held the title too long. Um, you know, whenever you have three of your main four titles being held for a long time, uh, all for record breaking time you know things start to get a little dull with some of those titles well i i like long title reigns but you know austin theory how long has he been holding that belt and done uh, what 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 is austin theory done since wrestlemania uh, nothing of note he he beat cena and it's worse i i don't know what's worse right now he's teaming with pretty deadly which um, pretty deadly. I can get behind. I love that, pretty deadly. That's not, not going to get the main event. But, but you know, you come off beating Cena. Your next thing should not be teaming with an NXT call up. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for um, it. <laughs> it's my new favorite button. Um, but you know. So it's time for it's time for someone to get a, a a change, and I think this I think that's the right move, and it's definitely it's definitely going to be a good choice to get a new champion, um, whether it's LA Knight, whether it's uh, you know whoever, if it's if it's uh, old uh, old Salvador, what's his what's the LWO's main guy's name. I can't even think of his name Escobar. now. Pablo Escobar. Escobar. Escobar, Salvador, you know. Um, whether it's him, whether it's, you know, a fresh face, it's, it's fine. But I think LA Knight is at that moment where you have to take care, you have to take this organic uh, turn into factor here. We've got a Zack Ryder situation here. Yeah where the crowd is latched on to somebody and WWE has done all they could to ignore it for as long as they can. Now it is time to right the wrongs of that story and give this guy a real shot. Yeah. Now it's and, something in the, the same vein. Cause you're bringing this up, Jake of how, you know, he's getting over organically on his own merit. Like, you can clearly see WWE has not given him anything good to work with, and he's taken it and used it to still get over every time he's on. TV. He got the biggest pop of the night at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. By attacking Hit Row in a non televised segment, which is crazy. That was so over that they had to put it up. Now, something a little controversial is there's a lot of people who, you know, we don't need to talk about their allegiance, uh, but they are not fans of L.A. Knight because of his age. And they feel like, you know, look look how sad it is. WWE is result or resorting to trying to push someone in their 40s. Is it nicer to have younger talent? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Experience takes time. LA Knight has experience. You know, I love that everyone's discovering his TNA run. I love that people are discovering his NWA run. I love that people are discovering all of his acting stuff and they're 
See these shoes? Shoes of a champion. Like this jacket, they're blown shoes away. of a champion. And it's it's hilarious because like I remember listening to uh an episode of Cabana's podcast years ago interviewing him right when he got to impact. And he was like, Yeah, like I'm an actor first, but I'm trying to dive deeper into wrestling because as much as I love acting, and like when I go out there, like I'm playing the character of Eli Drake. Right. I also like I also wouldn't hate it if I'm a wrestler first and an actor second. And here we are, we see that opportunity, and people are mad because he's not as young as the four pillars in AEW, but it's like also this guy has a lot more experience in with any profession, unless you just have amazing talent that's once in a lifetime no one's ever seen. Nine times out of ten, that experience is going to get you a lot farther and make your craft a lot better. Like there's a reason, you know, Bret Hart, everything that he sold looks way better than, you know, the two minutes of selling you might get in AEW or you even get in WWE at this point. Like there's a difference in the way Bret Hart takes a turnbuckle and literally everyone else in wrestling takes a turnbuckle. I think one of my favorite things about this whole LA night getting over thing is that the internet is so much different now so that when someone like this does get over, we start seeing things about the character and about the, the human being that we've never seen before. Like all these commercials, people are finding LA night in the fact that he was in a triple H workout video as one of the guys working out. And every time they asked him, that Triple H asked everybody if they were ready to go. You would just hear this in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's what I love about modern day wrestling and modern day uh, celebrity is you, you find all these things that in the past people wouldn't have known about, like they wouldn't have been able to just find. And we, we've seen how, you know, to younger people, you need to be really careful about what you do, what your digital footprint is, because there's situations like with LA Knight to where it's hilarious. You know, we can see uh, all the creative pro guys. We can see Gargano and Mr. Tommaso and all those guys as enhancement talent for WWE and extras and all that kind of stuff. But then you've got people that, their past is resurfacing and it's not a good thing like Lars right. Sullivan or like Sammy Guevara with comments he made like two years before getting like you got to be careful because like you said Jake as great of a thing it is that we get to uncover and learn more about these people most of the time it's awesome but there are those times where it's like oh no that should have stayed hidden you know yeah like this got icky icky fast and like obviously people as you get older you mature like your brain is not done developing until you're 25 like right you we all say i will smith said it to where the only difference between um the stupidity and people when i was growing up and stupidity and kids growing up today is the stupid stuff i said and regret wasn't recorded online forever right and so it's it's just one of those things it's it's just interesting to see how you know, that's not something you had to worry about. Like we never had to worry about, uh, you know, potentially the horrible things that Harley Ray said, you know, when he was in high school 
Right. And he said, I guarantee you, he said, some yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure horrible things. There are some things that he would, he would not, uh, last on a, on a sad note, some breaking news tonight at a house show. It appears that Bailey, uh, could have potentially blown out her knee. Oh no. Uh, she had a, a triple threat match with Oscar and Charlotte. And uh, I guess she buckled, continued to grab her knee, and they ended up taking her out. So hopefully that. Oh, that's not true. But. Yeah, because she's think about how much time she's missed in the last five years because of injury. And she's probably I would say she's probably I would say she's top five in WWE right now. Yeah. As far as the women's side, especially, but I would say she's in, in that same conversation for, of all wrestling that she's someone that could go to the Indies right now and dominate the entire industry. Oh, easily. Um, so, and also to see her go down now that stable of three is down to one. And luckily it's the one that's holding the briefcase yeah um, which is crazy lucky that that it'll be interesting to see okay is this swan song time to where you get to you know you light the fuse and they're on their own or is this well we're just gonna write you off the tv because the rest of your group's off tv right i will say this um i'm really happy they put it on eos guy that is a move that I did not think would ever happen. So let's see what happens. I like I like that idea. Um, real quick, I, I really do like Damien Priest as uh, Senior Money in the Bank um, because it adds a new layer to that group to Judgment Day mm-hmm. uh, because we all know Finn is going after the title and he's not happy about Damien holding the briefcase. Hey, is as oh. much work as Seth is putting in as champion, and I love it. I mean, it's no secret I love Finn Balor, and I want Finn to be champion. Just the tension of because there's a little bit of tension right now with the four in Judgment Day. But could you imagine the tension if at SummerSlam Finn does win the world title and Damian Priest? still has that money in the bank briefcase. Right. It it could be, it could be a very different thing. You know, it, it, I love what the judgment day is doing, but you know, it could really change that group for the better. And not that it's been bad. I love what the judgment day is doing. They might be one of my favorite things about yeah. uh, WWE come, right they've now. They've come a long way. And I kind of wrote them off whenever they kicked edge out of the group. Yeah. But they and, have come a long way. And then Dom, y'all, y'all have heard me say Dom needed to go back down to NXT. That that kid is a main event talent right now. And he has he's not better in the ring, but he has found his voice. Yeah. And it's great because we saw what happened when he tried to be a taller, chubbier Ray Ray. Right. Did not it work. Didn't work. It, you know, it's the whole thing of Cody trying to be de- vanilla dusty. 
in his rookie years, Ted DiBiase Jr. trying to be DiBiase Jr. Like it, it, it you got to find your own path and and take it. Jake, I want you going back to Damian real quick. I just want you to think about this. You know, say Finn wins, just because Damian has the briefcase, there's going to be an added layer of tension if Damian and the like with the group or without the group if he walks down to congratulate Finn after the match. Oh yeah. Just for the sole purpose of, okay, he's walking towards the ring with that briefcase. Is he going to cash in? Right. Or is he here to pick Finn up on his shoulders and they celebrate? Right. And And I, I I love that. And honestly, put that title on Finn, you know, and you know what better place to do it? SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. It closes that loop. Seven years later. How crazy is that? That it's been seven years since he won the universal title. I know. And they've done nothing with him since. Yeah. They they put him down in NXT, told him, you know, hey, pal, go learn a new hold. And gave him the title down there. But, like, what did that really do for him? It did. It, it gave him a new attitude. But, you know, he came back up and was that Finn for a little while and then was turned baby face and it didn't work. Finn, Finn we're learning is best as a heel. Yeah. Like you look at his work in new Japan, his greatest work was when he created the demon as a heel. When he was in the bullet club. Yeah. Everyone thought he was a face because he looked cool and he had face, but no, no, he was a, he was a heel. Bullet club have always been the bad guys. Right. People forget that. Except for when Bullet Club was fine. Yeah, Bullet Club's fine. Don't worry Bullet about Bullet Club's it. fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, man. Uh there's been some great wrestling going on. We're gonna try to do some bonus stuff this week to make up for our lack of recordings. Um I would love to do do some live stuff here soon and maybe, you know, get get some people on the show. I, I have some people lined up to start uh, appearing on the show. We just need to get dates hammered down. And honestly, I need to remember all that I've talked to because, you know, I, I talk to so many people nowadays that I can't remember everybody. Um, because things are settling down, we do have the benefit of we are going to be able to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, where we're going to go. We're back. We're not going anywhere. Um, And let's just make this happen. Let's make season six what we intended it to be. And uh, I totally forgot I pulled up a picture that I wanted to show you. Um, So I'll show you on the air. Look at these guys. I see that's you cannot as young as they were like that experience of being managed by Paul bearer explain to the folks. This is a, this is an audio podcast. Not everybody walks, watches so, it on YouTube. everyone, everyone go and look up. I can't remember what their team was called, but look up, uh, Brian cage. And I, maybe his name was Eli Smith at the time. Yeah. I can't remember, but LA Knight, AKA, uh, Eli Drake, Look at him and Brian Cage when they were a tag team managed by Paul Bearer. You will not Percy Pringle. It. Percy Pringle. It's it's great. 
and it's like one of the final things that our boy Percy Bearer ever did. I want to say they they showed that that was eleven years ago, which is kind of wild to think that um, it's only you know it's been eleven years since that photo because that looks like a completely different person than Mm -hmm. LA Knight is now. Um, but yeah, guys, we're, we're back. Like I said, we're not going anywhere. Um, whoa, don't mean to put that up. Um, but go ahead. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, subscribe to the podcast, wherever podcasts are found, preferably on multiple platforms, because then you can, uh, you can help us out even more. And, what what helps the podcast more than anything is that if you were if you rate and you were review and you subscribe share with the the more ratings that we get shares it helps the algorithm it helps people find us and that is what we're waiting on right now guys is we're trying to get people to find us we've got all of our friends listening but we want the friends of your friends listening we want your friends and your their friends and and everyone that loves wrestling listening and and chiming in and possibly being on the show because we want to hear from you guys. And we've got tons and tons of content that we are desperate to roll out, but there's only so much content you could roll out for the core group of you right. guys who've been faithful listeners from the beginning. And we appreciate you. We just, you know, it, let's say expand. We have far more listeners than this, but say like if we had one listener period, there's only so much content that single person can consume on their own. Right. Man, like we we can branch out more to what people enjoy. And we, we've said this so many times. This is a labor of love. We don't do it for the money. We don't do it for the recognition or something. We do this because we want to provide something that other good brothers and good sisters like us would enjoy being a part of and listening to. This is a community it's not just us giving our thoughts on wrestling we do that a lot but you know we're here because we love wrestling and we want other people to love it too and we want everyone to be able to to be a good brother to to pop a too sweet and and enjoy what they like that being said there is one last thing that i want to say before we get off this program uh today officially is my one year in professional wrestling as a manager and commentator i made my commentary debut one year ago today, um, what a wild ride it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a wild ride it's been. I'm so excited to start, you know, the next, the next year and see, you know, what's going to happen. But uh, there's going to be, it, it's been a lot of fun so far and I'm excited to see what happens next. So um, Landon, and- do you got anything? The only thing I want to say is publicly, I do want to congratulate you on that, Jake, because I know that's something you've been working towards for a long time. And hey, you have 365 days to prove that you have been no longer chasing your dream, but making your dream a reality. So I commend you for that. You know, I'm your I'm your biggest supporter. And it's oh. it's open opportunities and gates for us here at the Brothers and Kayfabe. I don't have anything to plug, but other than hey, man, check out our YouTube channel. We are sitting on video content that we want to put out, but it's hard for us to justify putting stuff out if 
there's not people to consume it. So, man, there we we literally we talk twenty four seven about stuff and ideas that we have and, and dreams we want to accomplish. But we need you guys to do it because it's it's not fun if you're not there to to celebrate and enjoy it with us. So right, right. Like, subscribe, share with a friend, write a review. All right. Thank what did you, you just uh, say, Landon? I, uh, you know, well, tune in next week to find out what I did say or subscribe to our Patreon and you get the uncensored version of this podcast. Chandler, I still owe you a couple of those. You know what? I'm yeah. going to send Chan the man a huge, huge goodie bag this week. Not a physical one, but a digital goodie bag of just a lot mm. of stuff that he, you know, he deserves for being our faithful Patreon. The, the, What's Tony Khan's dad's name? Uh, Shad. Shad Khan. I almost said Sheer Khan, but that's the tiger from Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Chandler is the Shad Khan of the Brothers in Kayfabe. He is really, honestly. So, he, uh, Chandler, we're, we're grateful for you. We need to have Chandler on the podcast. I want to have him on soon. I'm, let's do, I'm a, let's do a trading card bonus episode with Chandler. That would be so much fun. Talk so, about Pokemon uh, cards for an hour. Yeah, we 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 can do it. So, man, that, that that's all I've got to say. Hey, if you if you lead us a review, if you share with a friend, you know, we we thank you. We we want to do giveaways. Like we we're literally we're sitting how, on stuff that we want to give to you guys. So, how about this? And I'm going to put this on our TikTok and our YouTube and our socials. Ooh. You leave us a review. You send us a copy of that review i will send you a double autographed landon and kinzer keel trading card Ooh, i've got plenty of them sitting here mm. and i will i will send you one free of charge if you leave a review and show your proof that you left us a five-star review and it has to be a five-star review. I don't want you to put up a one-star review. I'm not awarding that kind of behavior. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll sweeten the pot. You do that. And not only will you receive a dual autograph card, which are very beautiful, by the way, you will also receive um, some wrestling to add to your personal collection. I, I will load you up on some good stuff. There, there's our card. If you're watching the video. Uh, so, send us proof of that review and we will, and it's got to be posted. You can't be like a screenshot of it typed up in the draft and then you just erase right. everything. You, you've got to, you've got right. to show us the physical proof, um, show us you subscribing and then we will double check to make sure that you did not unsubscribe. Um, but do that. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll send, we'll choose somebody to get a autographed card and, I like I'm like I'm gonna hook you up. You don't you won't even know what to think. Um, get ready. I'm I'm gonna give you more wrestling than you want to consume. So all right, that's all I've got to say. So <clears throat> Jake, if you don't have anything else to say, then I think the only thing left for us to say is that the world of professional wrestling, the world of being a wrestling fan, is just too Ooh, sweet for life. We'll see you later, guys.